It's wrong about you. Yeah? How so? I thought Christmas only comes once a year. Coming up in this surprise episode. Merry Christmas! Christmas special! We're back! It's Doctor Who, the complete menagerie. Oh, almost I should go go. Miss Bat. She died. I was very surprised. Mm. Not that Scylla Black died, but that we were called back to record the complete menagerie. By the Time Lords. We've been pulled back into Studio One to do a yes. special recording. Damn By you. Omega. Time Lords. We're back. And in case you don't know who the hell we are. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> dead. A liver puddle yeah. dead. She's a dead. She's dead. She's dead. We are the Complete Menagerie, oh, a Doctor Who podcast dedicated to everything that's Doctor Who 63 to 89, apart from tonight. Ooh. When tonight, Matthew, we are. Surprise, surprise. James Bond. Sam. My name is Sam, and I am one of the Complete Menagerie. Who are you? Yes. I am Roger Moore. <laughs> no, I'm Tom, I'm Tom. That's a terrible impression. Yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom. The baker's son? No, no, Tom. Oh, yeah. Tom. We keep meeting in car parks. I'm Bob Peck. No, I'm really Greg, and I'm very keen to be talking about James Bond because I love well, James Bond. We're not Bond. just talking about James Bond, we're talking about James Bond. The, the who is yeah, the, 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 the who and James it's, Bond it's, it's, having a child together. Okay. It's we basically have come back to do a James Bond Doctor Who crossover. We yes. don't have enough to summons. do. We want to do a James Bond special One. because we love James Bond. We don't have enough to do a James Bond podcast, and we're not that interested in James Bond to do a major podcast about James it. Bond. But we think a crossover would save both appetites. Yes. But why has, have the Time Lords recalled us? <laughs> why? why? In the spirit of Jesus. Because it's Christmas! Happy Christmas! <laughs> it's Christmas! Happy Christmas! Merry Christmas to all of you at home! And we exchange gifts. We have a very special guest star coming up in this episode. Oh, it's, oh, yes, it's so exciting. to see him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the one and only Jack Claff is Jack making Claff. an appearance yeah. for you for free uh, tonight. He was in For Your Eyes Only with ah, Roger Moore. Yes. And Star Wars. And He's Star actor, Wars. He's a very successful actor he and an incredibly intelligent man. He was the professor of uh, the public understanding of science at uh, various universities. <laughs> he's uh, he's written a book on quantum mechanics. Has he he's... been in Doctor Who? No. Well, he's done everything, and he's been in James Bond, very handsome, and Star yeah. Wars. He's done all yeah, they need to do. All. He's done yeah. it all. So uh, he's a great man. All round great guy. You can follow him on Twitter. What's his handle, Greg? He's at Jack Shebang. The whole Shebang. Yeah. yeah. Jack Shebang. Jack Shebang. Yeah, follow him up because you know he's, he's coming later, is he? He's got yeah. uh, he's got all kinds of insights about Star Wars and also about science and okay. algorithms and things like that. 
we just agree that no one is going to see the new Star Wars film. No. God, no. no. Oh, I'm going. The to last three were right. disappointed. I'm going. Yeah. What? Because no. I, I like the cinema and I like fun. Oh, shut so, up. <laughs> Jack's not all rubbish. Jack's not going to go and see it. Don't mm. be ridiculous. Who's ever for losers and morons? Is Zac Efron in it? Uh. <laughs> Louise, is Jeffrey Palmer uh, in James Is Jeffrey Palmer in the new Star Wars film? Uh, no. Well, I'm not going to do that. Absolutely not. Anyway, present time. Tom, I would like you to open this card. I'll open it. I'll it's open from it live on air. I'm opening this live on air. Here we go. It's yeah. themed. Very kind. Theme I'd like card. to point you out this is a themed it's card. It's Dalton and Moore. <laughs> the two best Christmas. James Bonds. Dear Tom uh, and family, wish you a terrific Christmas 2016. Dalton and Moore were best. They were. Uh, uh, Warm wishes, Greg and, uh, and his family. It's lovely. I have to say, Tom. Oh, you have to read the caption. Okay. It's a present. It's a present. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to the whole family. Uh, it really is for Greg. the whole family. Here I thought, what would Tom like? And then I thought, what would Tom and the whole of his I family hope like? I hope it's crosswhip. That's a lovely photo. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something in bubble wrap. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this, this is a very uh, challenging, challenging thing, thing to yeah. open. Uh, yeah. hoping, it, hoping it's twisted yeah. and that the game... It's... it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely, <laughs> <laughs> a lovely jigsaw of my <laughs> dreams of conquest. A wonderful jigsaw of Graham Crown's face with saying my <laughs> dreams of conquest. <laughs> Fun for the whole oh, family. The whole I family enjoy that. So, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, Sam, your turn. Uh, uh, you give me the present. Oh, there you go. This is all very exciting. This is. Uh, we should probably mention we've been to the pub. Haven't You'll you? recognise mm. a theme. I'm oh. Stone oh, look at Roger's face there. <laughs> He's so happy with his movement. Dalton. Dalton uh, Merry Christmas from all of us at MI6. <laughs> Dear Samuel, wishing you a splendid Yuletide in New Year 2016. Best bonds, Dalton and Moore. <laughs> of course. All of our warm wishes. Greg, Pip, and Kayla. Kayla, of course, is Greg's new dog. Yeah, I didn't want to mention yes, that. Hound. You might be uh, classified information. No, no, not at all. It's out now. MI6 have, have disclosed that I now have a dog. The hairy Her name friend. Is Kayla. Kayla. Uh, she's beautiful. Uh, she's loyal. She's obedient. But she's a troubled soul. She's a bitch. We're working on. She's a bitch. Yes, yes. She's literally a bitch. Open the present. Oh, there you go, Samuel. From, from Dear work. Samuel. Many Merry Christmas. I hope there's no jealousy on either side. Oh, no, I can't, I, fantastic I can't be jealous of a jigsaw of grey friends. <laughs> face, that's, uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I yeah. tried that jigsaw. What could top What could top that? I did. I say, I put it together. Oh, it's, it's a box. It is a box. What is, it, yes. what is within? Be careful. Handle it gently. It's, it's, oh, it's oh. slightly delicate. Oh. <gasps> it's for your kitchen wall. Is it possibly a clock? It's for Switch your kitchen over. wall. Oh! <laughs> oh, it's a Roger Moore, Moore clock. <laughs> let's get it going. Let's get it going. Put the, uh, the, uh, oh, oh! There we are, listeners. Who's Greg, that up? silver one's yours, and that one's yours. Should we, Tom? Open, should we open them at uh, the same time? Same time. It says it says Tombo. Merry Christmas, almost. From Sam, Greg. Do Greg. Merry Christmas, almost. The theme. It's marvellous. If I was tuning into this, I wouldn't be. It's wrapped in bacon foil, like the Cybermen. Look at this. Wow, wow, wow. The rock and roll years. Look at this. Look at this. Marvellous. Oh, it's Doctor Marvelous. Who in Vision the Season 25. <laughs> Doctor Who in the Seeds of Doom. Battlefield. And the making of Doctor Who. Ghostlight with a chimpanz
He's hoarding it. I can take that and read it. And that is a lovely thing. Listeners, look at that. <laughs> but, uh, it's the wonderful Chris Achilleos, Seeds of Doom novelization. Yes, yeah, wonderful stuff. Good. But look at that, Doctor Who envisioned. Oh, <laughs> may the blessings of crowd and shine down upon you at this festive period. Love from James Bree. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a let's have a cock shot there. Let's uh, let's go for the cock shot. Well, this uh, this massive cock that is on my Christmas card is sent to everybody. Oh, <laughs> in yes. my family. Yeah, it's a lovely gift to you with That's a squid um, and a, a little silver monkey. Yes, you may. Yeah, 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 I hope it you sounds uh, possibly the soundtrack to. Ghost light, I would hope so. Let's have a look. All will be revealed. Well, I hope you haven't got it already, Sam. What is it? What is it? I'm getting excited. Oh, I'm going to go stalk on just you are, listening to this. You are shitting me. Oh. I don't know if I'm shitting you. I, I don't have this, oh, and I'm oh actually oh moved to tears. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's the fucking vinyl to Moonraker. On vinyl, real shit. <laughs> Jack, Jack Brown, 67. Oh, it's a gatefold. Lovely. It's, it's a lovely, yeah. A gatefold vinyl. Gosh, Tom, that's splendid. Thank you so much. That's very kind. Do you have it? Uh, I don't at all. That's right. Yeah. Very handsome. I mean, amazing singer. If uh, any of our listeners are interested, you really should tune to Jack Brown. Incredible Belgian singer. Sang in a Parisian style. Oh, your your husband that. is no fan, <laughs> is he? Oh, well, no, he, do, he doesn't mind a bit, actually. Yeah. I heard that the leading song, Mon en France, my, my, cha- my childhood, really is just. <laughs> just brilliant, brilliant. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. I think, I think Tom has given incredible presents. Well, this year. Um, the gift of vinyl is always appreciated. Yes, exactly. Yes, on this podcast. Well, after all of that, so heady excitement. Hideous indulgence. Yeah, we all, we all have to come down to reality. We need to come we're down. Bond and Doctor Who and shit. Before we do, we're going to give you a gift. We're going to give you a ah, gift. We have a very special gift for you. We have an interview with Jack Clough, who appeared in For Your Eyes Only with Sir Roger Moore. But not only that, he was in Star Wars... He was in Sherlock Holmes with Jeremy Brett. He was in all kinds of things. Very intelligent chap. You can follow him on Twitter at Jack Shabang. It's Jack Clough. Here we go. You are authorised to use the mind probe. What? The mind probe. No, not the mind probe. So, hello, Jack Jack Clough. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. We're coming up to Yuletide, which is what we're we're here celebrating. So, yes. my companion uh, Samuel and I here um, we're doing a Doctor Who and a James Bond crossover. Uh, <laughs> okay, there's... I've actually never been in Doctor Who. That's a real shame. Well, we we, we may have to hurry you off the line then. But no, hang on, <laughs> hang, hang on a minute. Weren't you in a James Bond film? Yes. Uh, and uh, and uh, I, that was years ago. And, um, 1981, you know, Jack. I, it was, and I, and I, I actually 
11 weeks. Right. Uh, seven of, uh, yes, and I think uh, as many as seven of them were in Greece. And I had done another job in Greece as well. So I'm always took up residence uh, in Greece, both uh, on the mainland, on the islands. I had an absolutely amazing time. I had lots of time off. I wrote two plays while I was doing it. Oh. That's not the sort of thing you want to hear, but <laughs> I had an, it was a, a tremendous thing. And actually, I saved up some of the money and took myself off to the Edinburgh Festival on that movie. Good. Uh, I, got, I hadn't really seen money like that, you know, the sort of regular money. <clears throat> the other thing, I shouldn't really be talking about this, but I suppose uh, your, your listeners might be interested that uh, with um, things when you're filming abroad, the actor gets what's known as per diems or, or you know, subsistence. You get a kind of uh, extra bit of money that's for spending while you're there. So you go to the tavernas and you drink lots Ooh. of uh, Greek wine and Greek brandy and stuff like that. Yes. And the money and the, and the real money goes into your bank. So you don't spend your real money. Goodness. Ooh. Free, free ouzo yeah. all round. Free, <laughs> <laughs> free ouzo and, uh, yeah, all of that. Uh, it, so it was a fantastic thing. I had my own caravan. I'm all that had an office uh, in Greece. It looked like a very nice location, though, because it was in Greece, wasn't it, that they, they filmed it? Mostly, I think. Uh, yeah, I think your listeners would also be interested in the fact that um, we filmed... Uh, well, the film... The, the, the Foyer only was filmed... Uh, some of it was in Cortina. I wasn't in those bits. Uh, my character was in the Greek bits. Yeah. Uh, and we filmed uh, in a place called uh, Meteora, sounds like Meteor, hmm. and it was right in the middle of the of the country, but uh, prehistorically that had been sea, and so we were really effectively on a cliff, or on cliffs, yes. but in the middle of the mainland, and the only, uh, the, 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 it's, it's very high up, it's quite a, a sort of, um, you know, deserted area, except for the town, but hmm. it's quite open, and it's, you know, Greek, Greek. Land, wonderful uh, Greek landscape, but when I talk about deserted, I mean that there were two monks, two Greek Orthodox monks, who occupied a kind of a hut on the next mount, in other words, on the next peak to us, there was this uh, Greek encampment, uh, uh, these two uh, monks who were obviously extremely devout, and they thought that uh, James Bond was spawn of the devil, ah. and were really, really angry with us, and they didn't want us to film there, so much so that they covered their wonderful bungalow-style <laughs> dwelling and prayer area with um, bin liners and yellow plastic and stuff Ooh. in order for us not to film that way. Did, did they curse you or anything like that? Were there any curses? Uh, they, or... may well, they may well have done, <laughs> Roger Moore's God, sexual I, potency I, I, was too much for them. Yeah, yeah, the whole sexual... Yeah, Caroline <laughs> was, the, was the love interest. Oh. She kept saying, I want to see a monk, I want to see a monk. <laughs> By that time, people weren't very interested in her. <laughs> Your monk's over the land. No, not monk. <laughs> <laughs> you're all going to see the monk. Then they come out at night and cover stuff. And so, and so we filmed this thing. So in the end, Ah. See me on the peak, yes, and you do see all of that and, the, and, and all the different, uh, you know, because uh, James Bond chucks a piton at me and it, it, mm. it kills me. Yes, uh, you see some of that in situ in Meteora, but. 
Ah. So a lot of those scenes, they're mixed between, um, you know, the open air and the, um, and oh, the right. interiors in a Pinewood studio. It looks pretty one, seamless on, uh, yeah, on yeah, screen. Absolutely yeah, absolutely seamless, yeah. I mean, some of the fallings I did are pretty much in Pinewood, you know, falling into the, oh. into the sand. Okay. I mean, one other thing was that, that uh, while I was lying, <laughs> yes, what well, Julian Glover's men? I forget his character name. Who was who was Julian Glover? Yeah. Yes. Well, Julian Glover, Glover got the part because he played Dubchev, and they thought, oh, what a nice looking man will make him a villain. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the, when when I was lying down, all made up, you know, just having fallen with all this kind of wounds on my face. Yes, blood all over you. Yes. going to anyway, say, yes, morning. you must have seen a few in South Africa. Yeah, 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 and we see them and warned about them and, you know, yeah. some of them, the, 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 the neurotoxic ones, Ooh. you know. Anyway, this guy Shudder. took me over breakfast the next morning, fat was, said, that's a fat, you're very lucky, I said, well, he said, fat snake, it's got a, and the tobacco of the neck, it's got the cross, and the, you, uh, you have no chance, you, mm. That, that wouldn't be a nice way to go. Um, I mean, uh, be, being bumped off by Roger Moore is rather a nicer way to go, I think. Um, but oh, he was, he was, yes. Uh, Roger, Roger was, um, I mean, he was a sort of very easygoing guy. You know, he would, he would come to that particular location. They, he had a boat to get to it. Oh. So he would arrive with a cigar in his mouth. He was 53 when he made that movie. Goodness, yeah. Just a slip of a boy. <laughs> he yeah. Uh. Sometimes he'd roll around, um, and one night we were, one day we were filming in this part of Greece, which was, uh, in, in, of, of this, we were on Corfu for a bit of it, uh, so we were in uh, Mateora, but also in Corfu, which is incredibly luxurious, I mean, it's a very beautiful island, uh, mm. probably more spoiled now, but very beautiful, you know, and uh, he was in this uh, kind of nightclub-y place, and he suddenly picked up the mic and went, the loveliness of Paris or something, and it's one of the women on the, of the crew said, careful, Roger, we've got real singers here. And he said, oh, don't worry, we have real actors here every day. <laughs> <laughs> he was very sort of easygoing and... What um, a charmer. You know, and full of dirty jokes, full of dirty <laughs> jokes and, and funny stories. And, you know, you just sit around all day. Yes. But, um, but you try to kill him on screen. I mean, that's uh, how do you live with yourself? Well, no, he was, the thing was that Roger was, as a guy, he was incredibly supportive. There was, there's one or two people he 
meaning where are we in the day's schedule? And Roger Moore said, Corfu, I believe. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes. But, I mean, one day, the, with this Greek guy lent us a, ro- a Rolls. I had to drive this rather poncy Rolls with him and somebody else there. And um, I drove, I had to drive it, I don't know, 17 feet or something. Mm. Dalton as well, but we do like more. Do you, do you have a favourite James Bond?
He's, he's very good as a South African in that film. You yeah, could, I should be fucking well up. <laughs> <laughs> movie as well you know you can see you can see the the psychotic cold eyes even then he's he's pretty brutal in that and uh, obviously he's brought that to james bond as well seen it yet no I'm hoping to take my dad to see it this week It is a real religion now, isn't it, the, the, the Jedi. Jedi? I mean, people genuinely subscribe to this. Yes. But those kind of early 
many movies that I did. First of all, I had tiny, tiny parts in them. And mm-hmm. secondly, I, you know, I'll go and see a Bond film, sure, but I'm not, I, 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 I certainly, I, it's, it's, it's really, you know, I've voted with my feet. I haven't gone, oh my God, there's a new Star Wars movie, I've got to go and see it. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. thinking, when I look at what's up, what's on, I go, oh, what should I go and see? And I don't go, oh, I've really got to see this. Yes. Whereas a lot mm. of people I know crazy about them and, and uh, you know uh, the latest Bond film I believe has done really well um, mm. and it's got the Sam Mendes thing and you know they, they've tried to they've tried to give them good stories and all those kind of things I have to say I did read all the books when I was a kid yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I, I did, did myself all. yeah, they're really good you, read no, I mean as a teenager they're a fantastic <laughs> read yeah um, I was going to ask about that actually, because obviously you've done so many interesting things. You've you've uh, be, done a Richard Dawkins, and you've been a professor of the public understanding of science and so on, and uh, as well as a, a, a whole body of acting work. D- does it kind of bother you that you get shadows like myself and Samuel on the phone asking you about a film you did in 1980? <laughs> well, listen, the last couple of days. I mean, that is that's actually a, 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 a really good question because the last couple of days, uh, my Did you get a cut of that? Of the the it was it no. Red Four, wasn't it? You were, you were. I guess it was a one-off payment at the time in seventy-seven. I earned two hundred and fifty pounds out of Star Wars. Wow. wow. I earned thousands out of the Bond. I mean, not substantial thousands, but I did earn a few thousands out of uh, the Bond film. Yeah. And you know that made a difference at that time. Mm. Um, I was. I, I had a bit of a thing in the eighties where. I did, in the 90s to an extent as well, when I did the film and telly and you could use that for your solo work and for your theatre work and yeah. so on. Yeah. Now, uh, now um, just the whole payment structure of radio and TV and all that kind of thing is kind of different. Uh, so, first of all, the companies are different. And secondly, the, the, the way you're paid could be different. So just yes. to give you one example, and I think, you know, this is not be interested. Uh, years ago, I did a Poirot. Okay. And it just so happened that Poirot... Was that with Mr. Was, Suchet? Yeah, it was with, with, with David Suchet. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know what they did, but that particular production company, you know, liked actors, believed in them, all that kind of thing. And so you, I got a deal with repeats and things like that mm. where, where the money for what I did was really good. And subsequent to that, I did another thing for the same uh, director, actually, a guy called 
Yeah, a small role, wasn't it, as a, a yeah. one of the baddies? Yes, if you break even, you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, quite right. That's what... Uh, Mm. And I was just hanging around, you know, actually writing some. 
Jack, you know, coffee kind of thing. So they would be coffee and cakes. Because you get fed all the time on these film sets. And I ran up the, the iron ladder, the, the metal ladder of the, the, the ship, yacht, and uh, bashed my nose uh, on something, right? Goodness. So my nose was cut open. Ooh. I was bleeding like crazy, and I broke a tooth. Ah, And of course, I'm in the middle of filming, and they're, gonna, they're filming on me. Yes. They rushed me. They got, a, they got me to a doctor uh, so quickly that I can barely remember it. This is how efficient they were. They got me to mm. a doctor. The doctor gave me stitches on my nose, uh, covered it up. Um, I went to a dentist who pulled, without an anesthetic, pulled out a, a wisdom tooth Ow. while I was there and, and mended my tooth. And, of course, the Bond movie, never. they never said to me, Jack, I guess it must have been on the insurance. They never said to me, Jack, you know, you're going to have to pay. They just looked after me. Right. By the afternoon, my tooth was mended. Pretty much that day or the next day, they filmed on me. Goodness. And I swear to you, I had stitches on across my nose. Like, not like um, I don't know, a centimeter and a half from the bridge. You know, right. It doesn't appear on screen at all. You can't see it no, on screen. And, and, you can't see it at all, and um, I just said to the guys, the makeup guys, what are you going to do? And I swear to you, the makeup guy, who was very nice and very supportive of just, you know, of all of us, and was very, very hmm. you know, good to me, actually, um, took, he took a brush and daubed it into, a fl into the flesh-colored uh, pot, you know, hmm. what we used to call Leichner number five or something. Just a flesh-coloured uh, makeup thing. He daubed it for about I don't know less than a second, and then flipped it across my nose, across the stitches. Oh, by the way, they they um, he he did spray it with something like a, a, a um, not a latex, but a latex or silicon cover to the stitches, right? Right. So there was a there was a scab and the stitches. Okay. Like very thin, yeah. and he took this he took this. Uh, paintbrush, this little, little, tiny little paintbrush, like you'd use for a, for a painting, and he just daubed it in in his pot, and then went flip over the over my nose, and just went okay. And then they powdered me and everything, and I had some close-ups. I had all sorts of things. No, you don't see it. No, you so really can't. You would not know. I mean, those guys, no, you I would mean, not really, know at all. Really, they, everyone there was so supremely efficient. Yeah. And actually, Roger mm. had a guy who was the brother of Jones. Do you remember Jones, Brian Jones, the drummer? Oh, yes. He was Brian Jones's drummer. I don't know if that guy's still alive. I, he took so many noxious substances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Probably I a safe bet that not. Mm. Yeah. So there you are. That's Quite an experience, you. yeah. Well, what, what, about, um, what about what's coming up? What's, uh, what's 2016 got in store for you? Well, 2016, uh, listen out for Book of the Week starts on January the 4th, which is me, me reading a book about Orson Welles. Ah. Uh, I'm, working, I'm working with a venue called Summer Hall, uh, which is my next call, actually. I'm, I'm curating for them. I'm uh, programming for them. Okay. So I'm getting shows in. And I have, uh, on the f around um, Valentine's Day, oh. I have, I'm reviving Cuddles, which I did with Robert Gillespie. Ah, oh, wonderful. Great. Yes, I, I saw that at the time. So, uh, yeah, you'll have to, I'll have to keep my eyes peeled and uh, come along and see that. 
It was very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, re I'm reworking it. In fact, I need to phone him as well. Excellent. So, so that's next, and there's, you know, what's a, one or two other things. I, I do have a book I'm supposed to be writing, which uh, I've got to do, I've got to sort of lay out ah. in very early days. Is that on but, quantum uh, mechanics as well, or...? Uh... Uh, Oh, okay. What, what we see, what we don't see, and what we choose not to see. Ah, sounds uh, it sounds as highbrow as your previous uh, bluffer's guide to quantum <laughs> mechanics. Which, I hope it isn't. I hope it's for the general. That would be a lot of fun. Yes, and uh, and thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. No, absolute pleasure. So bless your heart. Merry Christmas now. Thank you. A Merry Christmas to you, and do wish your wife a happy birthday uh, from us. Thanks, Jack. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You are authorised to use the mind probe. What? The mind probe. No, not the mind probe. Well, that was wonderful. <laughs> Jack Claff. What a, what a guy. And very, also very giving. In super intelligent. Very intelligent. Yes, yes. Guy, I caught yes, the image. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I Corbinite as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. This will come up during South the series. Happens, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yes, he was a left winger. In fact, everyone we interview in this entire mm. series thus far is a left winger. Jack Claff actually never been in Doctor Who, but they really should get him they in really the new series. To. He yeah. might be the I think he's too good for it. I think he should get him in Game of Thrones. Mm. Oh, you, that's your latest uh, thing, isn't it? I've been sitting here for days! Start the damn jouse before I piss myself. I love Game of Thrones. Lovely voice. Well, he's, he's acted with a lot of people that were that are in Game of Thrones. Um, Julian mm. Glover. He's in Game of Thrones. Uh, was in that Bond film, uh, Fewer Eyes Only. Yes, he was. As was yeah. Charles Dance. Mm. Two big actors who are now in Game of Thrones. As Where's Jack Claff? It's a, it's, a, it's a low rent show, Game of Thrones. Really, isn't I it? like it. I, I like, like it too. It. But I it's, love uh, it. It's, it's, it's there's lots of tits and wine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you like it, <laughs> anyway, tits and wine. <laughs> That's enough for Sam Payne. He was brought up on a diet of Bergerac and, uh, and, and lettuce. Some mothers do have them. <laughs> so you may have gathered by now that the, the tone of this is quite low, but the subject is crossing over Doctor Who and James Bond and why we like both and how they're similar and different and what the best bits are of them. Oh so, my god. Oh my god. Jimmy Hill is dead. <laughs> News. Jimmy Hill is dead. Is he? 87. I've... He's oh, dead. Jesus. You know, match of the day, jumpers for goalposts, Jimmy Hill, big chin. He presented Strictly Come Dancing he for did. many years. What's going to happen on the generation game? Is that it? <laughs> That's it. That's He's got Jimmy Play your cards right. He played his cards wrong. He really did. He's Is responsible. That? He is responsible for the uh, inflated wages of all those twat. What did he? What did, yeah. what did he die from? He took it on the chin. Oh, yeah, he took it on the chin. Mm. Oh, never mind. Uh, it's sad. Uh, oh, can we give a, a moment's silence for Sir Jimmy Hill? So moving <laughs> on, we are going to go into the time lash, ah. and it's the Bond Doctor Who yes, crossover. Oh. Who would have thought it possible? Oh, but it's all arranged. Maynard and I have important things to discuss. Yes, Doctor. <laughs> Prepare the time, Lash. 
that we all know that James, uh, James Bond was invented on November the 22nd, 1963. Yes, and then reinvented the next day yeah. because of the, the abomination, the assassination. Yes, because Stalin was assassinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we jest. Uh, leading man of Doctor Who in 1963 was William Hartnell, yeah. a bald man in a wig. We can all agree Coincidentally... On that. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. He's been very thinking about that good. since October. Yeah. That's <laughs> excellent. Coincidentally... He said William Hartnell was 57 or whatever he was, whereas... Sean Connery... Sean Connery was, what, 21? He was. He was a young man. No, he, he was, was 25. 97. What? Mid-20s. Twin, mid Doctor No, Doctor Who... Doctor No, Doctor Who... The different is a couple of syllables, isn't it? But they're all leading men who change every couple of years yeah, in the role. Yeah. But it's the same man. And they're a British success story. It's 62 Bond, isn't it? 62. Yeah. yeah. So around 62. the same time, a British mm. success story that, that yeah. has lasted for so long because of the inventiveness of the British. But let's go around the table. So, Tom, who's yes, your favourite James Bond? Well, it's a, it's, it's a tricky one. I would probably say Patrick McNee. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, only when forced. No, I, I think it's probably uh, probably Roger Moore. Hmm. Uh, just because he's Roger Moore, really, isn't he? Yeah. It, 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 in the old days, it do you was, even I've, need to say any more? No, because in the old days, it was uh, it was uh, it was it was Sean Connery because that's what people said in magazines. Received wisdom. Sometimes, received sometimes, sometimes I'll admit this: read magazines in my oh. teenage years. I know, I know, I wouldn't do it now, but. Uh, but but subsequently, you know, it's, is it is it Roger? Is it is it Sean? Is it? But who, it's a stupid f***ing question. It's a stupid <laughs> question. So who's yours? Well, you know, it is a stupid. Your favourite or the best, though? There's there's two. You see. Uh, there are two. My two favourite and best James Bonds: uh, Roger Moore. Oh yes. And Timothy Dalton. <laughs> and this is one of my problems when people talk about received wisdom because. Uh, the correct answer to that question, who is, Norman, who is the best James Bond? Wisdom. The, yes, exactly. <laughs> the correct answer is Sean Connery. And if you give an answer that's mm. not Sean Connery, people look at you as if to say, I, I do think the as if to say, you know, they've, they've asked you, what is two plus two? And you've answered 78. No, but the, the tide is changing, Greg, so mm. I think less and less people are... Uh, slavishly adhering to the mm. Sean Connery received wisdom. Hegemony. Mm. Yeah. Sam. Sam, man, what's your favourite Doctor uh, Who? What's your favourite James Bond wow. Doctor Who? We should say Doctor Who had James Bond, yeah. Well, I'm following Greg here. Who can follow Greg? And uh, my favourite James Bond to watch okay. is Sir Roger Moore. Sir Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. My, I think the best James Bond is Timothy Dalton. Sir Roger, if you're listening, we love you. We love uh, you. Do you know, Sir Roger, just everything he stands for makes me weep with joy. We all love Roger Moore. Where do you stand on Timothy Dalton, Tom? Uh, I think you're right. I think his films were poor. Oh, no. <gasps> no. I disagree. Poor. I think he's <gasps> very good. He's very, very good. <laughs> he's I think his films are excellent. No, they're really? just old bank. It, oh, you know, I, oh, I try and watch them. Yeah. And I just think, come on, you know, uh, uh, let's talk about Daniel Craig. I know it's uh, post two thousand, so it's a bit of uh, a uh, scary ground for all of us. But uh, yes. he, his, you know, his first three are pretty good. Craig David is very good. <sighs> Wendy oh, Craig is probably one of my yeah. favourites because yeah. yeah. the, the quality, the production choice. values, yeah. and the uh, yeah. and the uh, just the, it's just like let, let's mm. make a James Bond film, but a bit like. Um, when Philip Hinchcliffe came into Doctor Who, yeah. this is, uh, this is yeah. fast forward to, to our uh, fifth episode, I think it is. It's great. But, uh, but uh, one of my points that I made there is that he decided to make Doctor Who good. And mm. it's the same as with the James Bond franchise. <laughs> Let's make James Bond good. 
And that's what they did with mm. Danny, Danny, Danny Craig. And they did, and, uh, and good for him. It doesn't mean he's a great James Bond. He's, he, he's fat and blonde, for example. That's, that's not right. But uh, if only Timothy Dalton would have been so well served. Well, you see, Timothy Dalton in 1986 was in a production of The Pied Piper with the National Theatre <laughs> with uh, Sylvester McCoy. Really? And the, the two of them had a conversation, this lamenting is where the time fact. streams meet. It's true, it's true. And then they lamented the fact that uh, long running and financially secure roles were very difficult to come by. A year later, Timothy Dalton was James Bond, and uh, Sylvester McCoy was also James Bond. But then, both were quite ill served yeah. by the franchise, but, in a sense, weren't they? Yes, but then, but then also, they, were, they both brought the franchises back from the brink of being not but also, terribly good in but the But also doomed season. them as well. Well, in, well... They were both doomed um, after that, weren't they? For, I mean, for quite some years. I mean, Timothy Dalton only made two Bond films because Bond then went to court in terms of who, who would sell the franchise. Yeah. Uh, and so they couldn't make any more. Because there was meant to be a third Dalton Bond film. Which might have been good. The biggest travesty is the fact that Dalton never made a third Bond film. The early posters for Goldeneye had uh, had Dalton on them. Yes, I remember, yes. Mm. yes, yes. I mean, mean, Dalton's a thousand times better than Piers Brosnan, who was just an embarrassment. Piers Brosnan is the worst James Bond. And not by his own fault, really. He's just a terrible... It is his fault. He's He's a terrible actor. actor. But he's a terrible crossover between Roger Moore and something else, and he's he's just not Roger Moore. I'm going to say something now. Go for it. Piers Brosnan's fucking terrible. It's awful. Just awful. I mean, <clears throat> I wish Piers Brosnan every happiness. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. Uh, he's very handsome. He's slightly tall. Uh, he's Irish. His uh, hair's I, I, ridiculous. I, I wish him all the great fortune that he has. I wish him no ill whatsoever. But I strongly dislike uh, his James Bond. He's well, the just, only James camp, Bond I dislike. Camp. It's, just, it's camp without the. It's a nothing Bond. He he, he sort of. He tries to be Roger Moore and Sean Connery and Timothy Dalton and George Lazeby and, and, and succeeds in being none of those things and actually, you know, just being a, a homeopathic James Bond. So, so, so uh, let's, 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 let's agree got him out of the way pretty quickly. Piers yeah. Brosnan is the Colin Baker of James Bond. Do we all agree that Piers Brosnan is fucking awful? Yes, James like Bond. Colin Baker. Yes, well, I think actually in terms of comparing mm. Bonds to Who's, yes. I think Brosnan is poor but Colin Baker still makes a better, worse Doctor. Oh, but I, I have nothing I against that. You would never speak about Colin Baker the same way you spoke about... Uh, I would. You, I know you have done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, I, I think that what's interesting is that if Colin Baker came in the 90s and the early 2000s, he would be lauded. Because the, the, what's happened with, with Pierce Brosnan being so... Being James Bond, he was insanely successful. He yeah, was, indeed. People yeah. loved him because... Basically, round about the mid-90s, people became utterly stupid. stupid. Yeah. I remember saying to people at the time, this is terrible. But no, no, sorry, but these films are yeah. terrible. And people so, say, no, so, no, no. So Colin they... Baker would have worked in the 90s yeah, because, 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 yes, because yeah. the, the public lapped up idiocy. So the public, the public will lap up anything, really. You know, they lap up the Daniel Craig stuff, and I quite like that as well. So you know, yeah, it's all a bit of fluff, but at least it's a very fine actor. The point James I was trying Bond. to make there was surely Colin made a better job of being the Doctor than uh, Pierce no, Brosnan. No, I, I would agree. I would agree. But Come on, no, only no, marginally, no. only about ten percent. Yeah, but so. still, you know, I, woeful. Let's Pierce get them Brosnan. both out of the way. 
They're Let's gone. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to Lazenby. I the like Lazenby. Doctor. No, no, uh, we, Paul we, McGann. We, he, McGann yeah. and Lazenby. McGann and Lazenby. Very similar. We need to rewind to Thunderball. Kind of rewind. That's great. Because uh, <laughs> the actor Philip Locke was no, in no, Thunderball. I, no, no, shut he, up. He, he was, shut up. We had a good point here. Right. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> and that is that Paul McGann. Come back, man. Yes, okay. Is that Paul McGann. And this is a good point. One think. hit wonders. One hit wonders. Yeah. Paul McGann and George Lazenby. One hit wonders. And actually. Both Australian. Paul McGann was both. Was, was ill-served by his by his tenure. He's a very good actor. It was well. a pathetic outing. He was very good. Yes. The other, but in the other sense, that George Lazenby actually was in an incredibly good film, but it wasn't terribly good. I would agree <laughs> not, entirely. Not a particularly well-trained actor, but I think he still delivered quite well in the movie. No. He delivered. Do you, know, do you know what? George Lazenby was only 28 when he filmed Very young. He was very, very young. That's about ten years younger than me. I'm not better than him. Exactly. But let's not forget, he only had one movie. Sean Connery was shit in Doctor No. He's very wooden in Doctor No. They took a punt on Lazenby. But he grew into the role, whereas George Lazenby only had one shot at it. I didn't quite get it right. Half his lines were dubbed by George Baker. The Wexford. Yes, exactly. And so he only had one chance at playing it. But he wasn't was very good. He wasn't very good no, as, he as, as, as no, Doctor Who. No. And yet, Paul McGann was very good as James Bond. He, he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the, my point is, just to go back to that, is that actually he was... McGann was ill-served by his, mm. by his, yeah. by his tenure. It was a script, a script by committee. Well, Simon McCorkindale. Very Americans, though. Americans, go away! <laughs> Simon McCorkindale famously described Paul McGann as being the George Lazenby of Doctor Who. Did he really? He did. Simon McCorkindale. Oh, McCoy, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Bloody hell, Greg. You got me excited. <laughs> you got my dander up when I was Because we will, we will be touching with Simon McCorkindale later. If we only be touched by Simon McCorkindale. So, uh, so, yes, it's a, a bit of opposites. But, uh, so, in, in terms of Roger Moore, we all love Roger Moore. We can't. to write these down. Who, who is the, is there sort of a similarity to Roger Moore? Is there any. John Pertwee. You they were Doctor okay, Who at the same Very similar. Doctor Who at the same very time. Similar. Tell me about why you think they're similar. Well, John Pertwee was the James Bond of the Doctor Who. He liked action adventure and That's motorcycles true. and speedboats. He and was things. also an ancient he old was, twit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> slightly too old for the role. And slightly camp. And slightly yeah. camp. Uh, but also very solid in his performance. Never great. You were never going to get King Lear as played by John Pertwee at the National. Similarly, you were never going to get. King Lear, as played by Roger Moore at the uh, National. The National. <laughs> but, but both very good actors. Bad, yeah. Well, I, know, I don't think very good actors, but charisma. Yeah, yeah. Both of them had charisma, yeah. and oh, that's no, what sold it. Both being more good no, actors. No, I'm solid technically. Yeah. But you think of the roles they played across the whole career, they're kind but of similar. Lark, could they play King Lear? Probably not. <laughs> but Roger Moore, when he's when he's on stage or on set, he's the, the most charismatic person. Mm. But there's so much... Like Mr. Petwee. Let's get into Roger, because there's so much variety in the Roger Moore era. <laughs> you know, I mean... It, you, well, he played it for 12 years. He started out good and he ended up shit, didn't but, he, really? But he ended up old. Yeah, the most fascinating thing for me is that the... the discrepancy between Moonraker, which is the Star Wars Moonraker. It's also it's also <laughs> technically the most successful James Bond film of all time. Yeah, in terms of, money. In terms of box yeah. office gross. And it's James Bond in space, it's very over the top. I it, it. It, it's it's crazy stuff. And then the film that immediately follows it only the, the year later 
is for your eyes only, which is it's a Jack Claff's movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's almost like a Dalton Bond film. It's very, it's James Bond stripped back. They had, to, they had to bring him back to earth, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, but with a bang, you know, Jack Shabang. But it's it's James Bond in a limited location up against limited villains who are trying to. You no, know, they're not trying to take over the world or anything. They're just trying to do. You know, evil shit. It's, it's, isn't it? It's capturing the ATAC device. ATAC, yes. And there's also a subplot with a girl he never sleeps with. Yes. But which is a bit uncomfortable. We've uh, yeah. BB. Yeah. This uh, is for your eyes only. Yeah. If you're, it's, it's I think if we were to cut the the pre-title sequence, cut BB out, actually a very good Bond film. It's about the Cold War. You know, it's up there with the you know the spy who came in, in from the cold and well, that it was sort of cold because there was ice skating. Yeah. Was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like at the end, okay, you know, uh, he, he, he's not... up against um, uh, Brezhnev or Gorbachev or whoever it's meant to be, and he says, uh, uh, you know, I don't have it, you don't have it, that's detente. You know, that, it, that's, that's, that's the whole purpose of the film. It's, it's, it's a Cold War. Okay, so Roger and, Roger and uh, Pertwee, I kind of get that. I can't, I can't see that. Hmm. I, can't, I can't see the Hartnell Connery thing. Well, they were both bald and they, they were wig. Yeah, that's they both mm. bald and they were I suppose also they were they were both. What did you say? But bald, but it was a bold. Bold, bold, bold. Yeah. People tell me that I don't say bald correctly. No, but they were quite bold. Because they just fucking didn't care. Just went on with it. They were they were crotchety. Bond was very influenced by what was happening in world politics at the time, particularly the Cold War. The Cold War. The Cold War. It was chilly. It was, yeah. You know. Okay, so we've talked about uh, the similarities between Bond and Who in the, the actors. Uh, what about nowadays? Are we allowed to talk about nowadays? We've got Daniel Craig in, the, in, in Spectral. Uh, terrible <laughs> yeah, film. The only point I Listeners, have you seen it? Dreadful. I, I mean, Timothy Dalton is the best James Bond. Who's who's the equivalent of Timothy Dalton? McCoy, isn't it? McCoy, McCoy, yeah. Definitely yeah, McCoy. McCoy. Same era. And uh, what about uh, what about Craig? Would you say that Craig and, and, and Tennant maybe? Uh, no, similar? no, because Tennant is shit. Better than that. I, I, I Probably Capaldi. That. Capaldi, yeah. maybe. So Ill Craig. served by the scripts. Yeah. Craig Capaldi, I think maybe. Yeah. Both wonderful actors. Yeah. Both actual actors. You know when you know when he sort of oh wow they've got an actor in as opposed yeah. to a fucking yeah. David Tennant was a, a lovely actor, a lovely Shakespearean actor. It all became one note towards him, but Capaldi is a, he's a proper actor. And he won't be he won't be shoved around, and so you know he's a, he's a pity. And the dross, uh, which is very clear, but but and, but as does David, Daniel Craig, da David Craig, but Craig, <laughs> David. I think what was wonderful about uh, Daniel Craig is that yeah, the first three were great. I, I actually like Quantum nah, of nah, Solace. No, come on, you know, I mean, Casino Royale was fantastic, wonderful, but, wonderful. But it, I mean, Casino Royale is, if, if okay. not the best Bond film of all time, certainly in the top five. Well, it, the reason why is because it's very closely related to uh, Ian Fleming's novel. Ian Fleming's novel. Yeah. But there's so a it's very which, close. You know, every Bond film that comes along has to... And it's a bit like Doctor Who. Every Bond film that comes along has to references, uh, reference all the other Bond films. And what yeah. Casino mm. Royale says, fuck that. Fuck that shit. Yeah. We're just going to do our own thing and we're going to go back to the novel and we're going to kind of... And they always say, oh, we're going to go back to the books with Dalton, they did, but the films were actually pretty terrible. But, the, but the, let's, let's make a proper film that people care about with actual things happening mm. and characters that you care they about. They dispensed with the iconography. They got rid of the gun yeah, and good for them. Very brave. Good for them. Because that's what that's what you have to do. I but even, to the, even the books reference the films because when um, Ian Fleming wrote 
uh, Thunderbolt. On, on Her Majesty's Secret and Service. Thunderbolt. Scottish. Uh, yes, exactly. And in Thunderbolt, he talks about James Bond having Scottish heritage only because Sean Connery had the part. Oh, really? Yes. yes. And when he wrote On Her Majesty's Secret Service, he's talking about this coven of uh, uh, lesbians and ne'er do wells on this. Uh, Island. Sacred uh, flame, uh, sacred fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he, he talks about celebrities popping by, such as popular actress Ursula Andress. The reason he wrote that is because, because yeah. Doctor No was being filmed. Well, it also became a joke in Jamaica. So you know, so Ian Fleming, even Ian Fleming, was, 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 becoming, was writing the stuff that became a joke. And uh, Doctor, yeah. Doctor Who did that. Sorry, that's 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 exactly. Obvious. John Nathan Turner. The whole eighties was a fucking joke. Yeah. It yeah. was like, oh, let's mess with this. <laughs> no, John Nathan Turner. They winked at the audience. So strong Winking. they had a stroke. Yeah, they did. They winked. They, t- they winked so hard they wanked. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so I, I agree. So what they did with the, with, with Craig David is to say, let's get rid of it, Craig David, and uh, just sort of hey, fuck it, let's make a good film. And they did that. Yeah. I happen to like Quantum of Solace. I think it's a great entertainment. Yeah, other people don't. It's a good film. Skyfall was incredibly successful. I also like that. It wasn't as uh, silly. It was silly, but it looked amazing. It didn't feel like a Bond film, but it was it was oh good a routine film. When you say it didn't feel like a Bond, that's a good thing because I absolutely agree. It's at the same time. It's like saying okay, there's a whole level of shit here, and Doctor Who exists in the same sort of level of shit. You know, it's just sort of a a, a mediocre pants basically, Mm. and let's rise above that. Let's rise above our continuity, and and we always have to have Q in it, and we always have to have some gadget in it. Well, that's just Mm. cultural shite. And the same with Doctor Who. If you can rise above that and make something good, I don't, I don't actually think that uh, Doctor Who's achieved that. That James Bond did. Yes. Not recently, because Spectre said, okay, let's dive into that back well into of the, shit. Back into, into the heritage. Of, in, into that sort yeah. of poop, yeah. into that sort of awful, stinking cesspool of shit, which isn't about making a good film. It's not about making a good entertainment, because that's what, what we're talking about is entertainment. Let's, let's, let's do something that's entertaining. Let's, let's not well into this. You know. So uh, they've done that yeah. for three for three ones. They, they weren't so successful in Quantum of Solace. I'll admit that. I liked it, but no, no one else I did. liked it. Uh, I so did Skyfall, like I thought, yes, they're, they're, they're dipping into the shit with it like a tallow into like a cat, like, like a wick into a candle, and they uh, say, so let's, let, let's dip into the shit, and they just very successfully got the best bits of all the James Bond films out of that, that tallow mm. and in, out of that candle. Spectre, same thing, dip it in, let's get all the worst things out of James yeah. Bond, and that's what they did. And it's such a shame, and I feel sorry for Daniel Craig, Craig David, or whatever you want to call but that's what they've done with Doctor Who, is they've said, let's dip into the shit, and they've got the shit. They've got the horrible sort of waxy remnants. You know, they yeah. occasionally make some good decisions, but Capaldi is, is not well done. I suppose it's like doing Doctor Who and bringing the Daleks back every other episode. Mm. It's no longer an event, yeah, yeah. it's no longer exciting. I mean, back in the 80s, it we had it three Dalek stories. But it isn't what it's... it's not a whole decade. decade. Yeah, the whole end, it was a write-up in terms of quality, but... Or Terry Malloy would agree with you there. But it's not about what you bring back, it's the way you bring back yeah. the way you bring it back. And like Skyfall did it well and Spectre just didn't. It was just tedious to watch and I came out and just thinking, what a waste. Did of you think talent. it was just too routine by the numbers boring. nonsense? Yes. You know, you, what, you text me and said it was sub Brosnan. It was sub Brosnan. Because at least with Brosnan you had a leading man. Who, who kind of exuded that camp and that charm? It was like he was he was doing a little bit of Roger Moore. So what they were doing is in Inspector was so let's, here's a Roger Moore film, but without Roger Moore, with a leading man who is just horrible, and you know mm. it's it's James Bond from the books, but with. 
but in the Roger Moore film, it doesn't. It's not right. Uh, okay, you know Roger mm. Moore, wonderful guy that he is, wasn't portraying James Bond from the books. He was doing no. a whole different thing. He's playing Roger it. Moore, but I love it, and I really yeah. love that. I love the campery of it. But you can't put Daniel Craig, who is like this hard nut, who is gonna, you know, who you care about, into a film where it's all just bollocks. It's just. But you see, the thing is, we almost never had Roger Moore. Because the reason the reason I say that is because Sean Connery quit the role. And he was never intending to go back. And they cast uh, George Lazenby, yes. who came in for On Her Majesty's Secret Service. They offered George Lazenby a seven-picture deal that was on the table. George Lazenby could have taken that. George Lazenby's agent said to George Lazenby, um, it's, it's, it's history, it's, you know, it's 1969. Oh, no, that, that, that 60s shit, you know, you, you, don't want to, you don't want to tie yourself down to that. Honestly, it's passe, it's... Uh, it's it's uh, it, it's it's Sean Connery's bag. Let, no let, by, let bygones be bygones. And, but zygons uh, be zygons. Yeah. <laughs> and so George Lazenby said, "Well, I'm, I'm not going to do any more," and uh, has kicked himself ever since. I'm not sure he has though, because he saw he, he saw he saw Easy Rider, didn't he, in the same year? Yeah. And he saw Easy Rider next to. Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and the two films are poles apart They're in terms of cultural films. references. Films, cultural references, though. And he was a young man, he thought, I should be having a yeah, beard and long hair. Yeah, you're right, though, Sam, because and he really, right when it came out. It. You know, yeah. that, people thought that was going to change, but of course they were wrong. You know, three years mm-hmm. later, it was 1971. By the early 70s, people were going to James Bond films not for being cutting edge like they were in the early 60s, okay, but for comfort and cultural references from the past. When you say Bearded because George Lazenby famously turned up to the premiere of uh, premiere, as we say, uh, on Her Majesty's Secret <laughs> Service in Leicester Square with a beard, and, which uh, aggravated the broccoli. Cubby broccoli surely. said, "You know, you need to shave." No, 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 no. I'm, 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 uh, I'm a beard. You know, I'm wearing a beard. I'm not James Bond in real life, and that really pissed him off. He wouldn't play the game, mm. and he really he pissed off Diana game. Rigg. You know, the, the, I've seen an interview with Diana Rigg more recently. Where uh, she uh, she's asked about playing the part of Tracy and on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and she talks about how she characterised that part. And then the interviewer tries to move on to her next project, and she says, "Are you not going to ask me about George Lazenby?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is awful silence. And she says, uh, "Well, no, I'm quite happy to sit here and tell you that George Lazenby was a shit. Yeah. I'm telling <laughs> you now to your face, George Lazenby was a shit." I like that. This is going back to Game of Thrones. Direct. Yeah, oh, she's very direct yeah. to Game of Thrones. Yeah, well. yeah. she's good. She's good. No yeah. holds barred. I like it. Uh, Di- um, and George Lazenby made himself very unpopular. But he was very young, and very naive. Twenty-eight. Yeah. You know, a model. He wasn't even trained. He wasn't so a very good actor. He wasn't an actor. No, Be fair to him. He was full of arrogance, and I think but what he, happened was he was again, he behaved as he thought an actor should be at the time mm, with a big possibly, title but role. I think yeah. If he was a good actor, we'd be seeing him in things now and going, "He's oh, good." Oh. When's the latest George Lazenby film out? Yeah, yeah. He isn't a good actor. I'm not so defending him. I'm and not... I think if he was a good actor, then that film would have been the start, as you say, of a, of a whole series yeah. of great other. Films. I agree. But it went in a different direction. Roger Moore came in, and Roger Roger is a, isn't a, the, me- the best actor, but he did a, he did so a certain thing charisma. very well. Roger had the saint behind him and, and uh, the persuaders and various... And there's a bit of Tom, Tom Baker, Baker in Roger as well. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a bit of Tom Baker in Roger, and that is that he could kind of do anything. Yeah. So he, it started with, with Live and Let Die, didn't it? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the first one. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a sense in which that's season 11? Mm-hmm. Is that first season. First season of yeah. Tom Baker stuff. 12. 12, beg your mm-hmm. pardon. 
And uh, so that's kind of good, sort of really meaty stuff. By by that, it didn't take long for Roger Moore to do it. It takes a bit longer for Tom Baker to do it. But the, the Graham Williams, Douglas Adams era of Tom Baker, he's kind of taken the piss. It's a bit jokey. It's a bit silly. City of Deathy, yeah. which is mm. Moonraker. But we also get the very end of it. Which his is time. actually happening at the same time. But at the same time, we have the end of uh, Roger Moore's era and the end of Tom Baker's. New people coming in saying, let's reboot this quickly and make it modern and fresh. Only yeah. the actors are well, too I, old to do the well, part. Think, so you've got uh, JNT rebooting Tom Baker yeah. into a role he's no longer happy in. Well, I think the, and you've uh, got a, a new, fresh script which feels like a Dalton script with Roger Moore in it. Yeah. And he thinks, I'm too old for this too. Um, I, they think, both I think what is similar is in, in Doctor Who and in James Bond is that the 80s were completely fucked. The yeah, 80s was wasn't a, their time. No, the 80s was fucked, and it wasn't. Well, to, it wasn't to do with you can't. You can kind of make me say, "Oh, it's because the 80s people were getting a sense of uh, in James Bond certain things, uh, anti-misogyny and all this sort of mm. feminism stuff." It was actually that they just didn't know what they were doing, and they got it wrong, and it wasn't the right time. So, you, so Jane, so uh, Timothy Dalton, for example, comes along, and the audience weren't ready for it. Well, Timothy Dalton was a fresh breath of fresh air because, as, as Sam was saying before, we phoned up. Uh, Jack Claff in in Fewer Eyes Only he's like about 30 I don't know but very saturnine very very dark and, and very charismatic and he's actually more handsome than the leading man he kind of upstages Roger yeah. Moore a bit and, yeah. and it's kind of by Fewer Eyes Only I mean Roger Moore who I, I would rate as my second favourite James Bond is slightly too old by Fewer Eyes Only oh, slightly <laughs> slightly <laughs> but he said, mean, he said it himself he goes I was far too long the tooth, even there. Octopussy and View to a Kill, he's way too old. I mean, oh, yes, it's, it's not even stretching credulity, it's just absurd. I just make a very good point. Yes, but, you know, Roger, very fine James Bond. I would possibly say my favourite James Bond, but in terms of the first four Bond movies he made, but after, uh, maybe the first five actually, including uh, For Your Eyes Only, but after that, it's so, it's so much of a stretch. You're, you're, you're just waiting for a breath of fresh air. It, be, it becomes so absurd, it's it's beyond parody. And Roger's very good in them. He's very good value for money. But he's like, you're crying out for... And, and then when you get the living daylights... Uh, now, let's not forget that with... Um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which established a new James Bond, you had George Lazenby, who's not a very good actor, running around on the beach saying, this never happened to the other guy. Mm. Timothy Dalton is established as James Bond with a single look to camera where he just looks so glowering and saturnine and beautiful and handsome and dangerous. <laughs> uh, dangerous Dalton in, dangerous in the trailers. Dalton. Yeah. I mean, um, John Glenn in his autobiography calls Timothy Dalton the connoisseur's James Bond and I think he's absolutely right. That's always right, what I've but said but about Timothy The public Dalton. didn't take to him. And, and no, they, it we, we, we must... Let, let's bring it back to Doctor Who and say what the similarities James Bond Doctor Who. We've already touched on one. The eighties were yes. a problem for Doctor Who. They were a problem for James Bond. Yes, that's, that's true. What 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 else is a similar sort of what is a Well it was the end of the Cold War, wasn't no, it? No, no, but other 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 similarities of James mm. Bond and Doctor Who. I think problems with girls. I yes, think I very think good. Very I good. think they they lost their way in the eighties with Doctor Who, didn't know how to cast a companion. And then in the eighties, the girls in James Bond, they thought we have to make them sassy and powerful, but we still need to shag oh, them. But this but, is a problem. And how was, sweet was Cara though in but, the Living Daylight? Oh, sure, sure. But this is a, <laughs> this, is a, this is a problem generally with Doctor Who and James Bond. Isn't it? A leading man 
with a dolly bird. Yeah. And, you know, there's only so long that can go on for. And there's only so long that every time they cast a new one, you go, they go, oh my God, this is a new kind of James Bond girl. This is a new yeah, She doesn't scream. She doesn't scream. This is a new kind of Doctor Who companion. They're, they're, they're new kind of sassy. They're sassy. <laughs> sassy. Well, by episode three of the first yeah. fucking you know thing, what? they're like, wah, wah. Yeah, And by, by 45 minutes, yeah, they're on the bed. Wah, <laughs> you know what, guys, every so single James Bond from Roger Moore has been described as the best Bond since Connery. Every single well, one. By who? Yeah. By, by, by the media. By the media. They always just leap on to the latest band. It's all jingoism, that. So there's, oh, a, there's a huge problem yeah. with, with women, I think. And Doctor Who's the same. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think, I think, you know, the problem is, and I think Doctor Who does it better, that James Bond was written at a time when women were, didn't mean anything, you know. Well, let's not forget cares. that Ian Fleming died in 1964. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a long time and ago. It's over 50 years. Any sort of reference to what has happened over the last 40, 50 years. I mean, the Cold War was at its height. I mean, he, he, he died okay, shortly no, after the Cuban Missile So Missile Doctor Who has naturally evolved into a different series, but James Bond is still trying to be the original model, but also evolving at the same time, so well, it's, it's not winning on either camp. Judy it? Dench <laughs> described uh, Pierce Brosnan, who doesn't really count as James Bond, as being a sort of a Cold War dinosaur. She did well, they, But they do that yeah. every... Since then, they do that every fucking film. Oh, James Bond, you're, you're like a cold white dinosaur. You're an old man. You're, you're a, a throwback. Every like Daniel Craig's films, every fucking film is like but, you're a throwback. It's like, how <laughs> yeah, but isn't it extraordinary to think that uh, License to Kill was in the cinema screens, and then the, you know, the last episode of Doctor Who's Survival episode three, yeah, which was the last proper episode of Doctor Who, went out December 1989, so and a couple of days later. Uh, that, that uh, Nikolai Ceausescu was executed <laughs> in Romania. So they both All had... to small audience. So they... <laughs> <laughs> the audience got smaller in that execution because they were dead. But, <laughs> so, so, so that's a good similarity. Mm. They're both been revived in, to, 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 to sort of massive appeal, mm. but then diminishing results. Yes. To, to, to um, relate to the low brow, but. At least with Casino Royale, I, I think that's masterful. Mass I, I think Casino Royale has actually attempt to make a decent Casino film. Royale, uh, just and do not get me wrong, Casino Royale may well be my favourite James Bond yeah. I think it's absolutely superb. What are the similarities in Doctor Who? Just with well, Anthony Ainley was in... Uh, Very good, yes. Uh, the sort of the, the, the super villains, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sort of the arch enemies. Bernard Horsfall. Uh, who was in Doctor Who many times? No, I'm thinking he, about, he I'm thinking on about, Her Majesty's thinking about how you've got Blofeld, you've got these arch enemies. Yeah. Same in Doctor Who, you've got yeah. the master. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blofeld. Yeah. Blofeld, Blofeld is a master. But they're both Spectre. wonderful things, so let's not sort of try and. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got you've got the support cast, don't you? Like the Time Lords and like MI6. Yeah. yeah similar yeah, kind of structure that supports them. Yeah, the was not alcoholic. Yeah, well, you can tell. I mean, mm. was Moonraker was his last one. He's got the nose like a bloody cauliflower, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. It's very sad. You know? How do we sum this all up? How do we sum it all up? They're both bloody great, but they're not as good as they were. No. Okay, <laughs> let, let us rank the James Bond. Oh, we, I'll rank. rank the Doctors as well. Okay. Uh, that's, that's well, I, I made a list here from what we were saying. So we compared Colin to Brosnan, Nagam mm. to Lazenby, mm. Moore to Pertwee, Hartnell to Cor Connery. Connery. Yeah. Connery right now. <laughs> uh, Dalton to McCoy and Cray to Capaldi. So yeah. anybody in between doesn't really count. No. So mm. what order do we put that list in, guys? I would do? say uh, Dalton, Moore, Craig. 
<laughs> it's hard to disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're looking really in terms more, of more the in terms of the James Bond ranking connections. Uh, Dalton is at number one with Sylvester McCoy, Buddy Winrush. <laughs> Drink that up. Number two is Roger Moore with Mr. Betwee. <laughs> and coming third is Craig David and Peter Capaldi. Wow. Is there anybody who could possibly disagree that Timothy Dalton is the best? Uh, he's my favourite, I, I, I think he's the best that. as well. I yeah. What would you say, Roger Moore? Don't say Conrad or Craig. Oh, please don't say Conrad. It's difficult. No, I think it's going to have to be Moore. Oh. <laughs> hey! yeah, we're, we're all happy with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moore and Dalton are the best yeah. James Bonds. I would gladly establish that. And as if this couldn't be more confusing, we're going from James Bond into the index file. IF! IF stands for index file. I've got an extra present I forgot to give you. It might help us get the podcast along. Would you mind reading that little uh, thing out there? I would be describing what you're holding. Well, I'm just, I'm holding a glass jar. It's rather like a mason jar. It says, finest damson gin 2015, which is the year in which we are recording this. It says, made from the ripest damsons and the tears. Gloria Honeyford. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, could you hold that? Oh, hold it, yeah, 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 we've, uh, we've made some homemade mm. damson gin and it's uh, we've got too much of it. <laughs> is it, so I thought, is uh, it slow gin? No, it's damson gin. You know what yes. damsons are? The same sort of thing as slows, but just damsons. Yes. And, uh, and I thought, let's, let's try a bit. Yeah. Oh. You know, it, it does go well with uh, sparkling What wine. kind of gin did you mm. use? Just, just regular gin. Uh, Sainsbury's. <laughs> so I don't think it might be waitress. Oh, waitress would be pretty good. Oh, waitress. Oh. So, uh, so it might Ooh. go, might be better with uh, with a bit of champagne. We haven't got that. I've got some tonic. Well, cheers. Just, to uh, all of us. just see what you think when you yeah. taste it neat. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Cheers to all you James Bond and Doctor Who. Yeah, tonic might be very sweet, isn't it? It's quite sweet. Actually, that's that's all right. It's very sweet. It's like a dessert wine. It's lovely that. Well, leading us into the index file, we have a very special index file because we're going to actually throw out some lines from either Doctor Who ah. or James Bond, and you have to guess which one's which, and we will win, and I will keep a tally. So, going from you, Greg, what's your line? That's a hell of a chunk of dough. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, uh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's got to be James Bond. That's got to be James Bond. It is James Bond. Yeah, it's okay. from Licence to Kill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. So that's, that's one that's for us. <laughs> you gave that one to us, but thanks, Greg. I did, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, a little overzealous, perhaps. In those days, people didn't tolerate dissenters as they do now. Must be James Bond. Doctor Who. It is Doctor Who. Oh, yes. It does sound like a Bond line. Mm. Which Doctor Who is it, Greg? Pertwee, uh, sounds like Pertwee. I think it's no, Rango. I'll tell Colin you what Rango. it is. It's Timomov in Hunt of Fire. Wow, Peter Colin Wingard. Rango. Peter Wingard. Is it Colin Baker? No, it's Peter Davidson. Davis. Peter sorry, Davidson. Sorry. A bit drunk. Okay, here's mine. <laughs> here's mine. The name is Bond. <laughs> James Bond. Unearthly child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. Yeah, it was a trick uh, question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was Bond. <laughs> Kara. We're in a Russian air. Oh, fucking hell. That's bloody Dalton. That's too Living Dalton. Timothy Dalton, the best James Bond. You have 
a nasty habit of surviving. Oh, octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? James Bond. It's, uh, he died. Sam Payne is staring at me. <laughs> we know who going to help me. Jordan. Jordan. George Sanders. Jordan. 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 Robert. Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan. Well done. Louis Jordan. Louis Jordan. Louis Jordan. Keep that. Well He's dead. He's dead. Okay, mine is from Doctor Who, so I'll give you that. But where? But where from? The power cable generated an electrical field and confused their tiny metal minds. That's Remembrance of the Daleks. To, to the Cybermen. See, you're right, Sam, but ah. let me get this through. You might almost say they've had a complete metal breakdown. Ah, yes, I would have got it from that. <laughs> and then, then Fraser Hines goes, ooh. And he says, yeah. sorry, Jamie. <laughs> Marvellous. Anyway, it's so a toss-up between me and Greg. Well, it's always well, a toss-up between I've, you and Greg. Actually, it's normally you. It's and normally you. me tossing off Greg. But, I, think, uh, I think I've won it that year. Can I just say, uh, we've got to do one more thing. One more thing, and that's to celebrate the people who've died this year. Yeah, Greg. Jesus. We're not going to do IF. Well, yeah. Doctor Who deaths. Now, 2015. Now, did you know, gentlemen, that every single one of the principal cast of Are You Being Served, the 1970 situation comedy, is now dead. Why? Because Nicholas Smith, who was in Dalek Invasion of Earth with William Hartnell, died this year, age 81. Sad. Yeah, shame. Get me done, bar! Tony Beckley famously said in Seeds of Doom, talking about Kenneth Gilbert, who played Dunbar in Seas of Doom, who's died this year, age 84. Anthony Reed, who was a script editor of Doctors, he's died this year. He also wrote Chalky for screen as well. He did, starring... Um, of course I knew. Uh, 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 Hazeldean, James Hazeldean. Yeah. Bailey from London's Burning. Who died many years, 2002. Yeah. Neville Jason. Terrible Prime Minister. <laughs> I have in my hand a piece <laughs> of toilet paper. <laughs> Neville Jason played the prince in uh, Androids of Tara. Is he? Oh, we should be stash. laughing, he's dead. <coughs> he was famously, as well as being in Doctor Who, he was an expert on Proust. <laughs> but he died this year, age 81. This is delicious, Tom. <laughs> this gin is delicious. I'm drinking it down, thinking of all these goodies. It's lovely. Derek Ware. Oh, mm. stop man. Derek Ware died this year, age 77. Robin Phillips, age 73, no he died. Idea. He played Altos in Mickey's Marius. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> Do you remember this time last year? Yeah, yeah. We ended the podcast. We said, yeah. well, at least Olaf, Olaf Pooley's still, still alive. Well, he's dead, Miss Babs. Is he still alive? He's dead, he Miss Babs. He's dead. He died at the age of 101. Oh, well done, Olaf Pooley. Olaf Pooley. Edward Burnham. Who? Edward Burnham, who played Professor Kettlewell and was also in the invasion as well. Yes, he played a professor in that as well. Yeah, died age 98 because he and Olaf Pooley were like the oldest standing Doctor Who. Really? Members of the surviving cast, and they both died this year. Yeah, Edward were. Burnham and Olaf Pooley the same year. Rex Robinson. Yes. Oh, is Rex from Three Doctors and the uh, the Hand of Monster Fear. of Parliament, Peladon? And Hand of Fear. And Hand of Fear. Has yes. died this year, age 89. Bless him. Bernard Kay. Bernard Kay, great actor. Dalek Invasion of Earth. Dalek. Saladin. Yeah. And he was also in the Colony of Space, wasn't he? He was indeed. Died this year, age 86. Shame. 
Fiona Cumming. Yes, the director she of the Yes, direct, big friend of JT's. Directed sad. four of Peter Davison's Doctor Who's. She died this year, age 77. She had a great time in the 80s, mm. though. Barry Ingham. Barry Ingham from the Dalek movies. He died, he played Aladdin. He's died this year, aged 82. He was also in Murder She Wrote. Barry Newbury. Oh dear. Ah, oh, production designer. Yep. Yep. Of Morbius and the first season of Doctor Who. Died this year. Hugh Walters. The comic Welshman. Yeah. Revelation of the Dark. Oh gosh, yeah. You're very camp. Yeah. And also in Survivors. In Survivors. Yes. He took over the role of um, the guy Big Thatcher yes, from yeah, uh, Hugh. Um, supposed to be burnt to death. Yeah. Wasn't Terry Scully. Yeah, he took over that role. Because Terry Scully had. Terrible depression, didn't he? It was a breakdown. Yeah, so Hugh Walters took over, but he was in Deadly Assassin, and uh, he also played Shakespeare in The Chase. <laughs> he was on the Time Space Visualizer. He did. Gosh, what an obscure mm. little. Yeah, he's a very good actor, actually. God bless him. Died this year, age seventy-five. Bob Hornery. Never heard of him. Remember <laughs> Bob Hornery? No, no, I, I don't. If I tell you that somebody split their trousers in Horns of Nymon, you Oh! I saw him on a train once and I took a photograph of him. Do you remember when I sent it to you on my way to Swanley? He's dead. (laughs) Well, he's dead now. Mm. Died this year. Dead. Peter Howell. No, no, not the Peter Howell you're thinking of. Oh, Oh, I was worried then. Not not 1980 Peter Howell. Not the Peter Howell you're thinking of. The, The Peter Howell who played the investigator in The Mutants. He appears in episode six of the John Pertwee well, series. The Mutants is on the our Mutants. list of things to watch, isn't it? Yes, it's coming up. Yeah. Maybe we'll give a shit back. And also, one final special which is the Doctor Who who never was. Ron Moody. Ron Moody, of course. Who would have been Doctor Who if Graham Crowden hadn't accepted the part? (laughs) Cheers. To Ron Ron Moody. Moody. Great actor. Ron Moody. Gone Moody, I say. (laughs) No longer reviewing the situation. <laughs> well, it's been a lovely, it's been a lovely little Christmas interlude. It's I hope you've lovely. enjoyed it. It's been lovely. Um, we've got so many more treats for you in the new year. Oh, we, yes. Our first yeah. episode comes along in January, and here is a little taster of what you can expect. Oh, it's Tiny Tim. Uh, when, when did we last record? Gosh, a long time ago. Is it, um, is it this year? Yeah. It okay, was. So you know, I was listening to our Christmas special from last year. Do you know how we ended it? Mm-hmm. With a toast saying, Thank goodness Olaf Pooley's still alive. Oh, okay. yeah. Tony Beckley, actor? Who the hell was he? <laughs> Brilliant. I was rather drunk. We all were rather drunk. Mm. And I leant into the elderly barman who was finishing off for the night and I said, Did you know? that they filmed Doctor Who here <laughs> in 1971. Uh, we were waiting at the carousel, and I caught this little Indian man's eye over the carousel. He was on the other side. It fucking was deep, right? This is amazing. It, You've had Doctor Who uh, played by William Hartnell. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had a bit of... Yeah, he was a, we can take that as red. <laughs> Come to the chase. This is beginner's guide to Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't give me that tone. You watch Doctor Who with Greg, he... He'll take a deep breath and he'll look at you and raise an eyebrow. And I said, Greg, is there anybody who's straight in this episode? 
They don't go to uh, Mecca or Medina or Lourdes. Yeah, I think it's not got the ring of Doctor Who saying it. <laughs> ah, look at that face. Face of an angel. <laughs> Paolo Pasolini. Well. And you have a sexy companion. Which was Susan? JNT. John Nathan Turner. He's <laughs> <laughs> dead in his family. change very shattered. She's very popular with lesbians. Mm. Well, that might be it, because uh, she's not popular with me. Okay. Deeply religious, non-believing. You could own a piece of Tony Beckley. Mm. Some people might think it's a little macabre, but I like it. She's a, not, she's not, she's a handsome woman. She's obviously intelligent. She's a terrible she's actress. She's, uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll take this outside. <laughs> you're yeah. moist and warm. Yeah, you're moist and warm. I bring out my companion's book, and it's not the JNT version. <laughs> Why? Yeah. It stands for Index Foil. From now on in this podcast, everything in English. All right. <laughs> Still Scouse and Gay. Oh, well, yeah. that's <laughs> I tried to pray away the gay night. The person we used to make a special visit to see this lady. Um, who doesn't know what they got up to. Last tango in all born. Why does Doctor Who put him in a bottle? Peter Dentures. Peter the gnashing dentures of Peter Perfect. There's no sign saying, Men's point. More time has passed since recording of Devil's End than the time that passed between the demons and the recording of Devil's End. Yeah. I'm writing to the Daily Mail right now. You're too late. You're too late, mate. If you enjoyed listening to that twaddle, you can follow us on Twitter at DW Menagerie. That's at DW Menagerie. And we'll be tweeting various photographs of our inside leg measurements and that sort of thing. Doctor Who is copyright of the BBC. No infringements on copyright are intended. Support Doctor Who by purchasing DVDs and CDs and all other media from the BBC. Any comments made by the complete menagerie, <laughs> almost, are all our own. You've been listening to a Sixth Floor production.